Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. country today and tomorrow and he joins us now from the beaten the great tip off he's a man that's doing plenty these days hello to you nicholas uh, good morning g happy australia day what are you up to son um i am not doing too much today a bit of work and then a bit of preparation for tomorrow i'm heading to new zealand later this afternoon we've got crack a millions day there so we're doing our shows from ellisley race course ahead of i think it's one of the great days on the australasian racing calendar so much fun. Six races, party atmosphere. We've um, got the boys get paid. They're having a, um, a crack at a few of the horses there in New Zealand. They sing out, there's only one Opie, but there's going to be a few of them tomorrow with J-Mac and Blake Sheen and Jamie Carr and Mark Zara turning up. So it's going to be a great day. Mate, it's a, it's a fantastic carnival over there and, and it ties in well. It's sort of not dissimilar to either the Magic Millions or English where you've got a feature race meeting or, or, or race... Uh, card if you like um intertwined with uh the sales and yeah and we know how good the horse flesh is over in new zealand some of the great champions to grace our turf here uh so you think was obviously bred over there and sunline some real stars over the last sort of couple of decades have come out of new zealand so always keeping an eye on what happens at caraca what are we doing? So there's so much to look forward to today. I love this day at Caulfield, Blue Diamond preview day because we might see a superstar that arrives ahead of the Blue Diamond. You get some nice three-year-olds like returning in the Manfred. Then we've got the Australian Stakes meeting to look forward to tomorrow at Mooney Valley. There's some handy racing at Warwick Farm and Randwick tomorrow as well. So where do we start with the Nick Ashman specials? Well, there's a heap. Look, let's just, I just want to touch on Caulfield today. I yes. agree. The Blue Diamond series is just a great captivating series. The Colts and the Phillies are separated for the first two legs with the preview and then the prelude. And then they all come together in the big grand final, which this year will be on uh, February 24. But I think in race four, look, we sent a thing out to our subs at thebeatenfavourite.com on uh, Monday saying this high octane for Peter and Paul yes. Snowden has blitzed the clock in a recent trial at Canterbury over 899 metres. He stopped the clock there at 53.8, which is really slick time, particularly given that there's a bit of give in the ground. Uh, and the thing I loved about him was, a lot of two-year-olds just jump and run, and that's all they've got. And so when they win over these short trips, you're still not 100% certain whether they can get the job done at 1,000 metres. The manner in which he won, which was to camp off the speed and cruise past them in the straight, suggested that 1,000 won't be any issue, and hopefully in time, the 1,200 of the Blue Diamond won't be either. So he was $51 at the top of the week for the Blue Diamond. I think that's all gone now. He's into about uh, 15 16 bucks. The Smarties have finally woken up and realised that he is going to be one of the horses to beat. So... 
Really looking forward to watching him run at 3.05 p.m. Before him, I thought probably one of the best bets of the day came up in race two. It's number three, Eternal Flame. Now, on my podcast, I did start singing the Bengals, and I'll spare you of that this morning, G, because no one needs to hear that again. But this this mare resumed in a listed event at Geelong over 1,200 metres. Back towards the inside was nice and strong behind Varvia. Only beaten three and a half lengths. Now, Varvia is a a hard favourite for a sprint race, a stakes race over a sprint trip later on today. She's going to be improved eternal flame going out the 1,400 metres. The information we've got on the track is it will be favourable to be forward of midfield, but there's a bit of pace in this race, but more importantly, it's drawn wide. And with the 1,400 metre start point at Caulfield, they go straight into a bend, Gareth. So when you've got a little bit of natural pace drawn out wide, you often get what we call artificial speed, and that is that the horses run faster sectionals early than they normally would or otherwise would. And that's because they want to avoid being wide without any cover. So I think D Lane has just absolutely put on a clinic at Packenham last night. He's a form jockey of the country at the moment. I think he'll just camp back on eternal flame. He'll slice and dice through the field, get to the outside in the home straight, and she'll be too good. So they look the two best bets for me down at Caulfield. He owns Packenham these days, D Lane. He just does. He just... He just turns up and puts on a dead set clinic each and every Thursday night, especially since that Future Star Series has kicked off in Victoria. Um, so they're the plays at Caulfield. I might have one for you at a double-figure price. Indian, oh, go on. Indian Pacific. What do you think of his chances first up for ah. Nick Ryan? I know he hasn't won. I know he hasn't won for a long, long time. But, you know, I, I've always been a big fan of this horse. He's run some beauties um, in Perth. No. And sometimes those horses that come from interstate, they – they get to that rating where it's just like they race against each other and it's a little difficult. Um, he's always got to race like in those group races. Um, and if he comes back, and this is a, it's not an easy race, but I've just got a feeling he'll run a big race today. I loved his trial at Werribee as well. Yeah, mate, on our podcast on Wednesday night, we sort of flagged him and Najim Sahail as the two horses that we thought the field needed to beat. I was keen to take on Varvia, mainly just coming back to a 1,000 metres. I know the horse is well placed down on 54 kilos, Varvia, but it's got to come back to a 1,000, which isn't always easy. It might just get beaten for pace early. And the speedy types like Najim Sahail and Indian Pacific, I'd be backing both those two, so I can see why you like them. Hey, mate, up at Warwick Farm today, they've got the Australia Day uh, Cup, and it's a good meeting out there. The ATC putting on a good spread for those that can venture out. In race one, there's a horse called Hartman, um, who... Won a trial recently at Warwick Farm, again in good time. And this is a horse that Chris Waller took to... Um, so Sorry, that Chris Waller... This is a horse that's trained by Chris Waller that ran into a very smart Godolphin horse called Lost at Canterbury first up last preparation. And then second up was fourth behind Arctic Glamour, who at one point was the favourite for the Thousand Guineas mm. last spring because she was going that good. This is by far the easiest target that Hartman's faced in his career. He's lost his two best friends. He's been gilded. Now, you and I both know that if we had been gilded when we were 19 or 20, we would have been superstars by now instead of just talking about horses. Correct. And Hartman, he, he made, I reckon he's come back in terrific form. He's already been 14 bucks into $7, but keep an eye out for him. I think he's a big improver uh, this afternoon. And also for Waller in race four, he's got a, a horse called Ashfall, number five. Now, this is, I'm just reading the play here. First up, last preparation, Chris sends him straight to the Group 3 Ming Dynasty over 1,400 metres. That was won by NCAP. He mm-hmm. went round as a $14 chance in that race. 
unlike Chris to throw a horse in a race like that first up from a spell unless he thinks it's got a well above average ability. And here he is turning up first up this afternoon in a much easier race and you're getting around $8 still with Tommy Berry aboard. So I think they're the two to follow at Warwick Farm this afternoon, mate. You're such a special individual because you're the only one that I reckon that can really read Chris Waller's mind um, like oh, you do. No, I can't. Let yeah, me tell it's you, unbelievable. I <laughs> I, I've gone mad. I don't know what that genius does. He is an absolute uh, genius trainer. He is. And I cannot work no. him out. I remember he had that horse Royal Descent years ago, yeah. and I was trying to back him in futures markets. Mate, I nearly went to the nut house five times trying uh, to work out what he was doing with her. Uh, God bless, God bless yeah. him. He's a he's he'll go down as as an argument. Oh. He's in the conversation as our greatest. Definitely is one of our greatest top three anyway. With, yeah, with he's, T. He's Smith and B. Cummings and C. Hayes and the likes with his record mm. that he's building. Have you got anything for us tomorrow? Are you just concentrating on today. No, we've got a little bit tomorrow as well. Look at um, uh, up at Randwick tomorrow. So race six, number three, Annabelle Neesham's got a horse called Man Behind the Money who ran last start at Eagle Farm. I feel like he's still got a bit of upside. He'll bang himself on speed. Uh, and his figures suggest if he goes anywhere near his best, he should take care of that field. You're getting around the $4 mark. I think the most interesting runner uh, at Randwick tomorrow is race seven, number four, Maximal. He's first up for yes. about 440-odd days. He won a trial... He's had two trials this prep. He won the first one with Nashua Willer in the saddle. And then he ran, I was out at Randwick watching the trials and looking at the horses after they trialled on Monday just to see how much of a blow they had and afterwards to see how fit they were. And he didn't, he looked very good given that he had such a long break. Karen McAvoy didn't ask him for much of an effort. Nash jumps back on a trial the same week as a race off 440 days. I'm getting a sense that there's a level of intent here from John O'Shea and the team. And I wouldn't be surprised if this horse wins. I wouldn't pile into the 7 750 around now. I'd have a bit of a nibble at that. But just check the market to make sure they're with him. Normally, horses off this long a break will drift dramatically as the race gets closer. Closer. I've got a feeling that his price will hold up. And if it does, I think it's safe to bet again. Down at the Valley tomorrow, mate, I've got two for you there. Sorry, one more at Randwick. Randwick race 10, number two, Wave Rider Boys. I thought she was unlucky last time out with the way the track was playing. Mm-hmm. 1,200 is a little bit of a stretch for her, but Waller's elected to claim with Molly Burke, so she'll come back down to 58 kilos. She's drawn to get a stuck run. If they can keep her hemmed away, hemmed away, and then blouse them in the last 200 metres, she might be able to get the cash at $18. Down at Mooney Valley, two bets for you. In the feature, I'm specking Snapper, and people will think I'm crazy, but his, his, absolute, his three peak figures of his career have come at Mooney Valley at 1,200 metres and he gets back to this track and distance for the first time since the Australia Stakes last year where he finished fourth to Jigsaw. And I think that 101 around town is worth a little bet. And my best bet all weekend actually comes up in race 10. It's number 10 shove-over for Johnny Maloney around the $19 mark. And the fifth best last 200 metres of the day at Flemington first up off 80 days. Only got out at the 100-metre mark. I think from Barry 1 at the Valley, he'll just poke around on top of the around the around the lead, and if he can get a split at the top of the straight, he'll give him something to chase, guys. So I think uh, at 1,200 metres and around $19, geez, I reckon he's a good bet. Geez, I love your work. TheBeatonFavourite.com. You can listen to your podcast. Drops Wednesday, Monday, review, preview Wednesday. Is that right? That's right, mate. Beautiful. We're actually offering a little free trial at the moment. If you just email us, info at thebeatonfavourite.com, yep. you get all yep. our tips for free for the next week oh, so you can have a look at how our system works. And they'll be snapping at your heels. A snapper can win as well. I'll give you the tip. <laughs>
And um, <laughs> I'm with you with Maxi Mel. I think you've read Johnny O'Shea's mind beautifully. Needs dry tracks. He needs to strike yep. early, you would imagine, in yep. his preparation because you can't trust that bloody weather in Sydney and he doesn't want a wet track, Maxi Mel. So he's promised the world he hasn't – I don't think he's had the circumstances go his way just yet, but hopefully it's uh, tomorrow for Maxi Mel fans and Nick Ashman fans. Good on you, brother. Thanks for that. All the best to you. Happy Australia Day, Yep, mate. same to you. There's Nick Ashman there from the beatenfavourite.com and also the great tip-off.